How does one cheat with a group of your ass? Maybe we can do a podcast on that. Cheating with your ass? Yeah. Sexual interspecies activity? Yeah, that's great. We should put this. We should also practice our meditation and put this thought on a leaf and get back to what the <laughs> hell we were doing. Let it go. It's gone. Okay, it's gone. Anyways. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. That's three hellos without any jellos. And that means you're listening to the Logical Love Podcast. This is the part of the podcast where I thank you for inviting me into your ear, and you're probably expecting that. But I'm not going to do it this time. Surprise. Oh, wow. Wow. You like it, baby? It's different. Instead, Do you like it? You like it when it's different a little bit? Okay, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> okay, nice segue. <laughs> today, we're talking about three ways that meditation empowers love. And uh, before we get started on that, we'd like to do something, baby. What we'd like to ask the people to do. We'd like to ask you to subscribe and to give us feedback, honest reviews, and whatever many stars you think this podcast deserves. At least five. Just pirate honest hookers. Review. Should I not call the viewers pirate hookers? It's I'm going to have to edit all of this out. Please don't. So no. Okay. All right. Also, without the Anchorman reference, that's really aggressive. But they, I mean, come on. If I say a pirate hooker, they know I'm not calling, it's not like I'm calling them actual hookers. <sighs> then they might take offense. But the absurdity of a pirate hooker clearly shows it's a joke. <laughs> because of Anchorman. Well, you okay, know. Okay, watch Anchorman, the movie. Yeah. That's a reference to that. So he's not really being this mean. Yes, I'm not being mean, but I am about being mindful. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about. You see, we think of uh, of meditation as a monk with a shaved head in a cave somewhere. Mm -hmm. Meditating against a wall. He's let go of all the attachments. He's let go of all the feelings in a quest for enlightenment. And while some people may use meditation in an attempt to let go of attachment, right? To lose attachment. It can also be used to grow securely attached. Mm -hmm. Now, how can we do that? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Oh. So today, we're going to... Uh, Briefly discuss what meditation is and how we're going to be using the term, and then also three benefits it can bring to your love life. Okay. So, first of all, I guess we're going to talk about what, what is meditation. Yeah, what is meditation, baby? So, <clears throat> meditation is a practice, so it's something that you do multiple times a day or multiple times a week or multiple times a month. So it's a practice and typically the person uses technique to train their focus or their attention. So they train their focus and attention to achieve a emotionally calm and stable state. So a clear mind, if you will. However, and this is why it's kind of complicated to explain what is meditation. 
the moment you are trying to achieve something, you are somewhat not meditating. You kind of got into the mindset of achieving something. So goal-oriented more. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there might be reasons for that. But again, there's a lot of research. And you can all, this is not the podcast for this. You might want to check out Huberman. We love Huberman, don't we? Yeah, Huberman, Huberman podcast is very interesting. And he has he has a recent episode on meditation and the science behind meditation. What science has been able to show that meditation can help with and et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty interesting. For the purpose of today's discussion, we're going to be focusing on what you were talking about, baby, which is the mindful meditation. Mindful meditation, where you usually focus on something to anchor your awareness or to anchor your perception. And most commonly, it's the breath that we use. So, focusing on your breath to let go of the thoughts that keep popping up. And I think it's important to say that the goal is to bring back your focus to the breath or whatever object that you're focusing on. So it's not to criticize yourself when you lose that focus because it will happen. It always does. But the goal is to bring it back every time. Every time, just bring it back. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? Because it's not necessarily that we lose track of things. Is that... When we're really in trouble is when we lose the ability to come back to to them and get back into focus. It's okay if we lose focus for a little bit, right? But as long as we're able to come back to it. Yeah, to be able to come back to what's real. And in mindfulness, we get that through the practice of, again, anchoring ourselves in some kind of usually physical sensation like breath or whatever, the feeling on the cushion, but to kind of get used to letting go of those thoughts because we're so often with all the other kinds of meditation and in life, we get a thought and we hold on to it. Yeah, we think we are the thoughts. It's like, it's like lifting a weight. You know, you lift it up and you set it down. And so if you imagine it when you're doing bicep curls, when you... You both need to lift it up and you also need to let it go. Mm -hmm. So you could look at that. That's analogous in meditation to you bring it up, you squeeze the, the muscle and you're focused on your breath. Then you get distracted. You start thinking about Power Rangers or, or, or giraffes. giraffes and Anchorman. And then you realize you're distracted. You let that, That's letting it go. And then you bring it back. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to hold it up. The action that gives us strength th through mindfulness is the up and down right. of that. The letting go and the bringing. Exactly. Back. So we've kind of went over, again, the meditation we're talking about today, what we mean by it. But let's, let's go over three ways that we find that this can really help your love life out. Hmm. So the first way is that kind of similar to what we were talking just now, is that we learn to hold without clinging. So we can hold on to something, but that does that something doesn't define us. We don't have to cling to it. We don't have to yeah, feel so dependent on it. Yeah, that allows us that freedom to make sure that relationship is still serving us 
like you can hold something without clinging it. You can hold it with an appreciation, mm -hmm. with love, with tenderness, with care. And not out of habit. Exactly. And uh, because what happens a lot of times is when we're not mindful, like you said, we start clinging to bad habits. Yeah, so we cling to bad habits or bad relationships just because that's what we've always known. So it's it's familiar, so it's there, or we don't even realize that that's a habit. But mm -hmm. when we start practicing mindful meditation, then we are able to see it for what it is, see those things for what they are, see the habits that you know are just habits, and therefore we can let them go. We don't assign with them anymore. We're able to take a step back. Yeah, we're not the habit. That's just a habit that we have. We're no longer identify with, with it. Yeah, and I think that's so important because if you find yourself in a cycle of terrible relationships, the common denominator in all of those is you. And what we can realize is that we might have bad habits, but we are not those. We can change those habits. Right, and you can probably think of something, even if it's small, that <clears throat> you stopped doing, that you had a habit of doing. I don't know, maybe biting your nails or stuff like that, or eating sugar or whatever it is that you stopped doing. And some may be easier than others, but they are still all habits. Yeah. I think even like with you, it's fascinating when I have talked to people about this, that English isn't wasn't their first language. That it's like when they heard someone speak in English before, they didn't understand it. But the reason they understand it now is because they are in a habit yeah. of understanding Dog means dog. Cat means, you know, like. Right. Right. And in the same way, we can reprogram our mind to be in a habit of seeing someone when like, oh, they say they love me, but they're physically treating me like crap. Whereas some people are in that we get in the habit of saying, oh, they love me because they said it, but ignoring their actions. Mm -hmm. And we can change those habits. We can change that. And a way of doing that is you can take of 10 minutes to practice letting go of those thoughts. So especially when your mind is racing, that's really useful. And you can just focus again on your breath or the movement that your breath brings to your body. Or you can even focus on an external object, anything, like even a pen. You can just start focusing on the pen, the shape of the pen, the color of the pen, if it has a little clip on it or if it doesn't. You know, all of those things, that, that will just bring you to the present moment, to a physical sensation of touching the pen with your hands or, you know, the breath. And that will give the mind a rest from those racing thoughts, that anxiety that you may be feeling. Yeah, that's a good point. And because it, it helps us see what's real and what's not real. Exactly. The thoughts are just... And that's the thing, like I heard this one time and I think it makes a lot of sense. The human imagination is a wonderful thing. But of course, it also has this downside, which is you can imagine something happening and your body actually responding to that. 
whether it's something that you've been through and you're just reliving it, which is called trauma. But it can also be something that hasn't happened yet and that you are worried about. And then by repeating those thoughts, oh, will this happen? Will that happen? How it's going to play out, etc., 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 you're actually putting your body into stress. You're actually making, you know, adrenaline being produced and all that stuff for things that aren't even there. And if, if you're constantly in this state, I mean, humans were not evolved to do that. We're evolved to, like, be scared by something that happens. Adrenaline rush comes in. We run or we fight. But then it cal calms down. We're not built to constantly be in a state of stress. Hence the word stress that showed up a couple of decades ago <laughs> didn't used to exist. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a No, that's a very valid, important point. I, I never thought, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that, that. Because it's like in a car, when you hear a car, it shifts. It goes, doo, 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 doo. okay, you're welcome for those sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> but Unless it's an electric car. And can... Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's a weird sound. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have a Tesla, screw you. You're not a, better than anybody. A race car. If it's any car. The Formula it, One. The Formula One. Freaking over here with open wheels because we're European. Well, I'm not European. She is. 100%. <laughs> yeah, she's a hundred. Say that again, baby. What are you? Nothing much. 100% Portuguese. But as we're saying, this banter, this is an example of the thoughts that pop into our head. And we're just that, telling them. <laughs> and we are. Now, here's the deal. when we, This is how the brain works. It can be, like you said, it, the mind is a great, can be a great servant, but it's a terrible master. Mm. Right? It can be great if we use it. So right now, if we get lost and start digressing on your, your European 100% Portuguese lineage... We're going to be distracted from the premise and the and the purpose of today's podcast. Right. So we can welcome that thought in, have it, but then come back to the breath and back to what we're focused on. Mm -hmm. You know, which is again how to how to have that practice. And what you're saying is we're not built, we're not we're not grown for this in our normal environment. Normally we would be stressed, and then it would be we would, it would be calmed down, right? Because it would be something real. Bear chases us. You either die or you escape. If you escape, you get to rest, and it doesn't last that long. If you die, you die. It doesn't last that long. But the stress was not supposed to last that long. But now that we do it in our imagination, we hold that that suffering. It, it's like a car that never shifts. It just goes ding, and it's just high stress. And there's and if nothing. That happens. You need to fix the transmission. What's that? <laughs> it affects the transmission. Yeah, the transmission is broken. If that's what's going on. But yes, that's it. Is it's a very valid point, and that we're not built for this. It needs this shift, and one of the ways we can do that is just by taking ten minutes. It could be, you know, even when you're, and to tie this back to dating, ten minutes focused on your breath. Maybe you just got a cool match with a guy, or you just had a great first date with a guy, and you're or a girl, whoever, and your mind's racing. And all of a sudden, your mind will start going. You'll start writing your last name with your his last name with your name. You'll start thinking about your kids. You'll start thinking about the adventures. You'll start da 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 da. And like you said, our brain doesn't know the difference between what we're imagining and what's real. Right. So all of a sudden, now you just made this man. You just gave yourself all this trust in this person that you have no idea. And so when we're dating, especially in modern dating, 
We're meeting on apps. We're talking to people. It's so important to be mindful, have this practice. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in thoughts. You're going to fall in love with someone who's not even real. And then you're going to have your heart broken from broken expectation. Right. So I think, yeah, you're right. Having that practice, letting go 10 minutes a day, coming back to the breath, that's going to build something very powerful. What's what's our second point? The second point is because of meditation, we started to seeing things more objectively. So we kind of touched this on on this a little bit, uh, that when we don't see our thoughts as something that just happens, we start to believing that they are real and we start to believe that they are who we are, right? But if you are seeing those thoughts and you're also seeing everything else and feeling everything else that is happening, then are the thoughts you? Are you the thoughts? How can you be the thoughts and at the same time see the thoughts and everything else? So when you practice meditation, you start to get detached from your thoughts. You start to realizing that thoughts are just a product of the mind. Just like, you know, the heart pumps blood, the mind produces thoughts, and that's that's it. Yeah, that's a valid, a valuable point. Like, we're not, when the thoughts come in your head, we get so attached to those, we think they're real, so we think, oh, you think he loves you. You think he whatever. But we forget that if you're the one listening, if you're hearing the thoughts, then you're not the one thinking the thoughts. The thoughts come from our unconscious, from other people's constructions, from languages, from your past, childhood, whatever. But once we start to practice assigning ourselves as the listener of the thoughts, then we're able to see more objectively. Right. Detached with the space between what you're observing or listening and the thought itself. And that's so important, even with your if you're in a relationship too, to be able to like realize like when you and I might have a deep conversation and it might be in some difficult things, right? You gotta have awkward conversations. The quality of your relationships really depend on your ability to have uncomfortable conversations. And so when we're in those moments, I can be visited by thoughts of insecurity or thoughts of whatever, but I'm able to see those thoughts as just thoughts, my monkey mind, not assign myself to them and be objective. Like, okay, do I really have a reason to be insecure here? Like, is she really going to cheat on me with a group of giraffes? Probably not. The answer is probably not. Probably? I mean, I don't think so. You got a giraffe fetish? No. You want a long-legged freaking... Yeah. You ever had but sex with a giraffe? Good. I'm glad I should have asked that question earlier, but here we are. How does one cheat with a group of giraffes? Maybe we can do a podcast on that. Cheating with giraffes? Yeah. Sexual interspecies activity? Yeah, that's great. We should put this... We should also practice our meditation and put this thought on a leaf and get back to what the <laughs> okay. hell we were doing. Let it go. It's gone. Okay, yeah, it's gone. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, so being objective helps because also you can see if there's any manipulation going on, it'll be easier for you to detect because you're detached or more detached from, again, your thoughts about and your opinions about the what's going on, right? What the other person's doing and saying. And you can start seeing if the actions are there or if it's just 
um, solemnity. Yeah, is there is there manipulation? You're making me think of this. Socrates famously said, "Like I can't, I can't change anyone's mind or something, but I can I can make them think. I can make them think." So in the same way, when you're with that narcissist, that manipulative partner, right? They can make you think. Everyone can. If I start talking about giraffes, guess what you're thinking about right now? Giraffes. If I ask you, what was the time in your life where you felt the most worthless? Guess what I'm making you think about being worthless. If I say, tell me your time in your life when you felt the most successful. Again, you get the idea. But when we practice meditation, this is a valid point I didn't think of until you just mentioned it. It helps us see more objectively and not be manipulated by people and really say, hey, do I want to get into this relationship with this person as they objectively are? Right. Just like when you're watching a movie. You can say, do I really like this movie in order to like to get myself lost in it for whatever an hour and a half that it lasts? Or I don't like it and I'm done. I'm just wasting my time here and I should just leave. So, yeah, that's it. And let's, so that brings us to number three. Number three, power of presence. So this is really important because when you let go of thoughts, you're basically letting go of thoughts of both past and the future. So if you continuously get lost in, you know, worries of the future to come or basically dwelling in thoughts of the past, then you're basically not enjoying the present moment, mm. right? Because <clears throat> you are enslaved to those thoughts and you can't bring your focus back to what is here and now. But meditation can help with that, as we just mentioned. Yeah, and that's so, so important because the plans for the future, the relationship you want, they're going to be worthless if you don't have the ability to be present. So that power of presence, it's like, let's say you, you know, say you're, I don't know, you work out, you get that great sexy body to attract that partner. And then you also read all the books so you can meditate and you can have great conversations and you do all of that. And then you finally get that amazing relationship you want. But if you're thinking about the future. What comes next? What comes next? There's always something coming next. Exactly. Then you can't enjoy the thing you worked so hard for. Right. So no matter what you want to work for in life, be a billionaire, be have a great relationship, you need to have that power of presence because otherwise you're getting you're never going to enjoy it. Mm. What the hell's the purpose of getting something if you don't get to it's like have ordering a delicious steak but then never taking a bite of it. Right. As soon as it gets there, oh, I'm done. I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Like, what? Number two, I know you don't like to talk about sex here, but the second part of this is sexuality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking a little sexuality. Mm. Power of presence and meditation gives you better sex, baby. Tell me about it. So, apparently for men... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to talk about this. This is for uh, women, too. But, yeah, it's... No, I know. Yeah, so that that... Practice of presence, again, this is still related to that presence, allows you to, again, enjoy where you're at and yeah. enjoy having sex and sexuality 
way better than if your mind is lost in thoughts, if you're not even there. Yeah, it's hard for, if you're a woman out there and you've ever had the issue of like, you're trying to have an orgasm and I'm trying my best to get you there too, but you're fucking lost in the to-do list, the dirty dishes, the whatever, then dude, what am I doing here? You know, what am I, my tongue's getting tired. Oh my God. <laughs> so meditate, you know, freaking meditate so you can be present with this, with this pleasure train I'm putting you on. And for men, it becomes really important because, well, it's very apparent if, if I'm not present, you know, and a lot of ladies I've talked to tell me about this, that when they date guys, it's like, they're like trying to get it. They're trying to get it. They're like, dude, we're naked. I'm pretty. I've been working out, man. I've been hitting the gym. I'm eating fucking kale salads over here. I'm hot and sexy and your dick is flaccid. You know, give me some, give me some erection. And I think men have trouble with this, not because that they necessarily have erectile dysfunction. It's that, again, they also power a presence they, to enjoy the moment. They've done all this stuff. They've taken this girl out to dinner. They've gotten funny. They've, you know, blah, blah, blah. They smelled nice. They shaved. They worked out. And now they get her naked. And then they're just like, oh. And then they, it's this anxiety in the future thoughts of like, oh, will I be able to make her happy? Will she call me again? All of this anxiety, can I get my dick up? All of these thoughts of the future deprive us from the present and all those thoughts take blood flow and put it in our brain when it really should be in our second brain. Second brain. So yeah, again, just being present, whether you're a man or a woman, being present, that power of presence, which we get through mindful meditation, mm -mm -mm, that just makes sex, sex more pleasurable, more delectable. All right. And the third point of the power of presence is no mud no lotus and mm. what does this mean what does it mean yeah <laughs> okay well young lady any flower that you see that doesn't have dirt doesn't exist in the natural world let me say that again any flower you see if you see a flower that doesn't have dirt that's not a natural flower. They got hydroponics. It's a piece of plastic, something. It's not natural. Mm. And in the same way, let me tell you something. That, and this will also help you. You get that pretty girl. Let me tell you what. She's, she's got a flat stomach and she's, her hair is all luscious and she's looking all sexy. And she's naked. Let me tell you something. She got a shit brewing. Let me tell you something. She's been awkward and anxious. She was a teenager with freaking weird teeth and braces. She was sexually awkward. So there's everything comes with some mud. And when we see it like that, we're able to be more present with what is. So you see that human, you need to stop pedestalizing people and humanize the person. Right. And so when we do that, when we get off of the, 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 you know, when we see it, that no mud, no lotus, we're able to be present with the flaws of someone. We don't expect our partner to be perfect. We're actually looking for a real partner instead of a perfect partner. Right. Also because the power of presence allows you to see your, your own flaws better. And the real ones, not the ones you imagine that are there, but really no one cares about. But the real flaw, flaws. And that brings in empathy. 
right? Because then you see them in yourself, you have empathy towards yourself, and therefore you see them in the other person. And again, like you said, it makes them real. And it's that realness that is going to make a great relationship. Yeah. And, and great sex, great love, anything. Yeah. You see that you can really connect with that person as they really are. All the muddies, the scars, the, and like you said, with yourself too. Right. That's something sexy. When you see someone, man or woman, that can really own their flaws, that really owns their, you know, their scars, their mud, that's something that's attractive to people. Right? Yeah. And there's another aspect to this, too, that I find is that when you are able to tap into that power of presence, and again, it comes and goes, it doesn't always just stay, but meditation helps. When you tap into that and you understand the mud and the lotus, you also understand that things don't last forever. And you also understand that that difficult conversation, you know, that sometimes it may just be emotions bubbling up. It's not, there's nothing really substantial there. Then that's just a storm and it will just pass by by itself. And distinguishing the two, right? The, the real tough conversation that has substance to it, that you'll have to sit and talk with the other person about it versus the storm that just comes and goes, storm of emotions that, you know, are just what they are. And you're better at, that, at identifying those storms in yourself too and telling yourself this too shall pass. Yeah, and that I guess what you're saying, that power of presence, it helps us respond mindfully and not react mindlessly. Yeah. Yeah, that's super important. So again, those are uh, just some ways, those are three kind of short ways how meditation empowers your love. You love life. So freaking practice it already. Get a meditation app. Download Insight Timer. Insight Timer. You can also go to Pornhub.com. And I'm just, I'm kidding. They do not. <laughs> they do not have Insight. meditation. <laughs> yes. Insight Timer. Not Pornhub. Anyways. Uh, thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast. Leave us some reviews, honest reviews, mm. mindful reviews. <laughs> And give us some feedback. How how can people give us feedback? They can hit us on. Uh, I know there's a pretty Portuguese lady that I happen to be, you know, very intimately connected to, and she's available at logical dot love on Instagram. And if you want to talk to the the man in that See lady's you, life, basically. that's me. <laughs> By the way, that's me. I'm at love logician. And yeah, again, I'd be curious how you guys use this in your life, what you think of it, maybe something we missed. Yeah, otherwise, thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate it, and we will see you next time on Logical 